What if I told you there were three secrets to having a happy, peaceful life? That's what we're talking about today on The Dr. Susan Show in part three of having a happy and peaceful life. Dr. Susan and welcome to the Dr. Susan show where we talk about body mind and connection the connection between our body and mind and also the connection between ourselves and other people or even with our higher power so this is part three of a three-part series and how to have a happy peaceful life we always start with a little moment together just to become present so I just invite you to Wherever you're sitting, feel your sit bones in your chair, or if you're in the car, just stay aware. Uh, don't close your eyes, but we'll just take a quick moment together to become present. And then we're gonna talk about the exciting third secret to having a happy and healthy life. In the first two uh, talks in this series, we talked about impermanence and understanding how life is constantly changing and everything in life is coming together, falling apart, coming together, falling apart, and how really understanding that and bringing it into our daily lives can bring an awful lot of peace and reduce a ton of stress. In the second talk, we talked about how life is inherently imperfect. Not everything turns out the way we want to. We get things that we don't want, things happen that we would prefer not to happen, and things that we would wish would stick around sometimes leave sooner than we want. Understanding that on a really deep level also brings a whole lot of peace and happiness to our lives, or at least it has to mine. So the third one is probably the most challenging for me to understand. Uh, so I'm gonna try to break it down and, and help to explain it in a way that really helped me to understand it when one of my teachers went through this. And that is that life is inherently impersonal. So I mentioned this last time, I'm gonna throw in, I don't wanna take credit for this. This is wisdom that goes back more than 2,500 years, but it's been translated lots of different ways. One of my teachers who explained this to me really clearly and talked about the first secret being impermanence, the second one being imperfection or that life is not perfect, and the third one being impersonal, I'll, I'll give you his name, Vinny Ferraro. So shout out to Vinny. You can check him out on his website, uh, Vinny Ferraro's on Google, amazing teacher. Um, he told me once that all wisdom is plagiarized. Only your ignorance is original. And so this is plagiarized, I didn't make it up, but, but we see wisdom, I think, through our own eyes, depending on our culture, um, our age, uh, historically where we are in time. And so the translations of these things 2,600 years ago in Nepal or India were hard for us to understand in uh, modern day Western society. So uh, I'm gonna throw this out there. The, one of the original translations of this third secret was that there is no self or not self. And uh, that confused me a whole lot. And I imagine that might be confusing to you too. Uh, so, Switching that around a little bit to understanding that life is impersonal, I think makes a whole lot more sense. And I'm gonna put those two concepts together for you, I hope, in a way that you can understand because that's what somebody did for me. Thank you, Vinny. So let's think about 
that concept of life not being personal or that everything shouldn't be taken personally. Um, we, I, tend to walk around thinking that everything that happens is centered on me. All of the things running through my brain are stories with the main character being me. And everyone else is doing the same thing. So we can see how this can create some disconnection or some rub, because uh, it just doesn't work if everybody thinks the world is centered on them. So how about if that wasn't the case and nothing was really personal? I'll give you an example. Um, if somebody flips you off on the freeway, most of us agree that's not personal. The guy was in a bad mood, something happened in his life. It's about him, he's having a bad day. I don't take that personally, or I try not to, because it's not about me. Um, when a patient comes into the office and, and before we've even had an opportunity to interact, she's already upset. Um, I don't take that personally. That's not about me. She's had a hard day. Who knows what happened? Her dog died. Her kids are sick. It's fairly easy for most of us to, you know, take that little step into understanding that life is not personal. But sometimes it gets a lot more difficult. Like when we're feeling really personally challenged. Uh, I went to a leadership meeting recently and uh, this was a, a pretty uh, intense leadership meeting. We had 24 leaders uh, from you know, very diverse uh, areas of uh, business, but all very powerful leaders in their own uh, way. We're studying conscious leadership. So uh, what the <laughs> moderator threw out there as a uh, icebreaker was for us to pick the one person in the room that we wanted to kill. We didn't know each other's names yet. We had just met. And so this was just based on first impressions. Uh, firstly, nobody wanted to do it because we're all peaceful. We don't kill anything. But once we got past that, it was a really interesting exercise. So um, somebody wanted to kill me. Uh, and I felt so hurt. I mean, I watched these waves of just, that's not, why, why did he want to kill me? I. I didn't do anything. I've never even met this guy, like out of 24 people. Why did he pick me that he wanted to kill? And I was really upset. I tried to not be, and I tried to understand that life isn't personal, but it really hurt. And then I also had to kill somebody. So I picked a guy that I wanted to kill. And uh, that's how that worked. And then later, when we were able to discuss it, I. I asked my colleague who wanted to kill me why he had chosen me. I was still really reeling from that because I didn't want to be that person. <laughs> but it was absolutely nothing to do with me. Um, I reminded him of something that had happened in his past or a person in his past that he was triggered about. I, I brought to memory somebody who um, caused him to feel angry. How much of that had anything to do with me? Zero. He didn't even know my name. Um, similarly, the guy that I picked to kill was sitting in a position that I felt looked arrogant. He was sitting up very straight with his legs crossed. And I really dislike it when people think I'm arrogant. So the point being, uh, the whole exercise was set up to explore this uh, concept of things not being personal. 
it's not personal if somebody who doesn't know you judges you a certain way based on their own um, historical conditioning. Like, for example, I don't like it when people call me arrogant. So when I saw this guy who I thought looked arrogant, I didn't like him. Uh, he's actually a great guy now, we're friends. But um, that instant judgment, to, I, I don't like you, is almost always a reflection of something we don't like in ourselves. So I think that's a super interesting thing to reflect on. Um, similarly, the guy who wanted to kill me uh, was expressing something that he didn't like in his own life. So um, one of the most useful ways that this particular concept of things being impersonal shows up for me that helps me to be happier and more peaceful is just realizing that other people's judgments about me or about anything really just show me about that person. They, they have very little, if anything, to do with me. So now, not to say that we shouldn't welcome constructive feedback. Obviously, some things are to do with me. If somebody uh, tells me something that uh, they'd like me to change, the initial reaction to that often is just being defensive, right? Just say my husband says, um, I love you, honey, by the way, I'm making this up. But if he said, uh, hey, I, I don't like the way you brush your teeth. Um, not a very good example. But I, I might immediately be defensive and say, what, what do you mean? Like, why are you saying that to me? Like, uh, how dare you tell me you don't like the way I brush my teeth? Another response would be, thank you for telling me more about yourself. If he doesn't like the way I brush my teeth, he's telling me something about himself. It has nothing to do with me. But I can also take uh, constructive feedback and make changes that are more positive for my life and for my family. So coming back to this idea that things are not personal, um, if we went a little bit deeper into it, if you're still with me, from the original Eastern religion translation that came from Buddhism of the idea that there's really no fixed self to take things personally. That's a very difficult concept to understand in our culture. I, I have to tell you, after years of studying it, it's still very much on the edges of my understanding. But once we really understand that things are not to be taken personally and that most of the things we hear are just a reflection of other people's situation, then we start to really play in the field of the fact that we're all connected. And this person sitting on the chair, you know, of course I exist, I, I have a self, there's no question about that, but it's not fixed. Um, for example, if you look at my resume, which I don't recommend that you do, uh, it doesn't tell you much about me. Uh, it's a list of stuff that I did, you know, where I went to school, all of these different awards that I won and things like that. It doesn't describe who I am. Um, so, you know, we tend to um, attach to these different titles that we have. Uh, you know, mother, I'm attached to being a mother. I'm attached to being a doctor. I'm attached to being a triathlete. I'm attached to being an author. Um, in as much as we attach to these uh, titles, which are really just hats that we wear, it can take us out of 
the deeper understanding that that's not really who we are, that, that we're actually all very much interconnected. And this taking things personally thing that's very vivid in our culture is a reflection of just not really knowing who we are. So this is a, a bigger topic that I'm going to get into uh, with you as we explore more during um, our time together in the future. Uh, but coming back to learning who we really are really involves the idea of interconnection. And so, um, you know, in this podcast and on my website, I talk a lot about body, mind and connection and uh, underlying all of it is just this deep understanding of interconnectedness. So, you know, if you just for a moment imagine that that's true and that we're all interconnected, it's a little leap for some of us, but if you can just imagine that's true for a second, there wouldn't be any place to take things personally in that space. So I find that quite um, spacious and relaxing to think about. Um, you know, so if somebody says something that I don't like, I'm much less likely to react, say something harmful. I'm much more likely just to say, you know what, that really wasn't about me and just let it go. And so there's some very practical implications to this kind of out there, <laughs> difficult to understand spiritual idea on a on a day-to-day -day basis it helps me and I hope it will help you to be happier and more peaceful because I can understand that this isn't about me the world is not happening to me the world is just happening and I'm in it and I get to choose how I respond to stuff that comes at me through my various senses it's a choice and that really, if we're all interconnected, there's nothing to take personally. Um, and my invitation for you this week to think about is something that really helped me is to uh, just consider or notice when this might pop up for you, when you are judgmental about another person in your mind, and we all are, <laughs> I am so judgmental. Um, I, there was an invitation given by Pema Chodron, who's one of my favorite authors and one of her many books, uh, to try just walking a city block, or I actually did it walking down the aisle of a plane, because I'd been reading her book, um, waiting to get on the plane. Just walk a city block or walk down the aisle of a plane or down the aisle of a grocery store and notice how many judgments you make. I like that, don't like that. She's cute, he's not, don't, you know. It's amazing how much of this stuff comes up. And then, in my case, uh, at least, how much of this stuff comes up, to reflect on how many of those judgments were really about something that I didn't like in myself. So that's my invitation to you this week, to notice when you're judgmental. Don't blame yourself, because you're human. Goodness, we're all judgmental. And then think about how that judgment reflects something that you might have X'd out of yourself or something that you have disowned in yourself. Um, and we'll talk about that more um, over the next few weeks. So I had fun today. I hope you did too. I'd love to hear your ideas and you can connect with me on drsusan.com or in person at completewomenscarecenter.com. See you next week. Thank you.